0: In this week's episode, we're only bringing you the goods we thought were really worth it. But boy, if these two books don't deliver. It's all happening now on Cover B. Hey everybody, welcome back to Cover
1: B. Welcome back to Cover B, everybody. I hope you're having a good week and a good weekend. Yes. I know. I am? <laughs> Question mark? Question mark? <laughs> I think so. I think this was a good week. I feel... Like, I got ahead of work and stuff. And that's so, always good. I, I,
0: I finally feel like I'm starting to catch up, maybe, kind of, sort of. Yeah, it's just
1: been, like, a bunch of rough weeks in a row, namely since March of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Way so to I'm go, like, March. I'm like, mm, is this a good
0: week? Is this what good feels like? I don't remember.
1: Um, <laughs> So we're going to have kind of a short episode this week. Um, There's really only two books we want to talk about. And I wanted to clarify some things. Like I just wanted to be truthful and give everybody kind of a peek behind the curtain. Honesty talk. A few weeks ago, I felt like we talked about every single new comic that came out that week. And I kind of took a step back from that episode. I don't remember specifically which episode it was. Um I took a step back from that episode and I was like, "Am I reading new books in order to like find which ones are worth suggesting?" And then suggest the ones that I liked or the ones that I think are going to be good series to follow to the listeners out there? Or am I reading new books and just suggesting new books? Is this this podcast an opinionated suggestion of the ones that I think are worth getting on the ground floor of? Or is it, hey, here's new books this week. Right. Um. And I, I thought about it. I was like, which one do I want to do? And honestly, when we set out to do this podcast, it was originally the former. But I feel like lately we've kind of fallen into the latter. It's just like seven new number ones this week. Here they are. Enjoy. Um, and I don't want to be suggesting things that I don't like or that I don't think are worth really picking up, you know. And this week, admittedly, there were quite a few number ones where I was just like, that was OK. It was fine, you know.
0: Now, that doesn't mean that we won't ever talk about books that we actively disliked oh, yeah. or books that are super hyped that we are lukewarm on. Yeah. Because if it's a book that's important to the comic pop, like comic discussion, the comic community yeah. will talk yeah. about it. And you guys know me. I got a hot head. If I read a book and it ticks me the heckin' off, <laughs> I'm going to need to talk yeah, about I it.
1: Yeah, I mean, like last week's, you know, ENIAC berserker thing exactly you know um and yeah i mean you won't get me to shut up if i'm offended or directly (laughs) insulted by the quality of a book i'm not that critical of a person admittedly and that's one thing that i've kind of run into is i'll just be like yeah that was good and i have to like really take a step back and be like was Was it it? really though or (laughs) did i just enjoy it because i'm basically a five-year-old in a 32 year old man's body Pitchers, yeah i'm like that's fine <laughs> still barbie pew pew um <laughs> super people are trains apparently <laughs> um <laughs> so that being said there was quite a few things that came out this week there was a new god of war comic book there was uh children of the atom over in at marvel uh there's a new wonder woman story arc which is not too bad the pacing was a bit weird in the first issue it was a joker book um but i just don't really want to talk about those because i i just don't feel like they're worth suggesting to people that might be listening to this to be like what should i read So I don't know, maybe it's a change of format that needs to happen or maybe like T and I will talk about maybe having other options available to, you know, and we do the honorable mentions thing. So maybe we can adjust like our blog posts and stuff. But I just wanted to be truthful because this is going to be a light week, but it wasn't really a light week. So I don't want people to be like, man, they only suggested two things and there's like a hundred things out on the shelf. I want to be able to give better reviews, I want to be able to give things that, you know, suggest things that I'm a bit more passionate about, and that's where we're at.
0: Part of the labor of love that is this podcast is that we do the heavy lifting of reading all the stuff so that you don't have to read everything and spend your money on everything so you can find out that a book was meh. Yeah. So, if we don't suggest it, there's probably a reason.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough. So we're gonna dive right into it. Uh, we're gonna start off with a uh, one from Image. Uh, this one's called Carmen. Uh, this is written and drawn by Guillaume March. Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his first name right. I've always called it Guillaume, and I didn't think to look it up before sitting down here in front of a microphone and recording. I think and it's you might French. be saying, you might be saying to yourself. But, Chris, you're recording. You have the ability to stop, <laughs> edit this out, and learn what the actual name is. I'm not going to do that. I'm telling you right now, this is staying in. You're hearing it. So you know. It could be Guillem. It could be Guillem. I think it's Guillem. I don't know.
0: I think it's Guilhem. Guilhem. It's French. Guillaume.
1: Mr. March whipped his ass up a nice little comic about the natures of spirit, freedom, relationships, friendships, and how we treat ourselves in our own minds. T, what'd you think?
0: I loved this book, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, the art is beautiful. It's very ethereal, which is perfect for the yeah. subject matter of the book. Um it's absolutely bizarre, and I do wonder if he's if I I haven't looked into this, which is my own fault because again we could pause it, but that ruins the fun, doesn't it? Um, I think stall. T
1: keeps stalling.
0: It feels to me that this book almost has a like a layer of translation to it. Um, like I wonder if Guillaume March is in fact like French or of another language. Spanish. Spanish. Okay, I knew it was something. Um, and this has been translated because there are instances where it kind of feels like translation and it's adorable. Honestly, I feel like those instances of translation are so cute and like very sweet and endearing. Um, like, and, and there's like cultural subtleties that you're like, this is a little bizarre for me, but I love it. It it makes it so endearing and, and it lightens the mood of, What could be a very heavy book because, you know, there's layers of death and, and self-trauma and, you know, it's, it could be very, uh, sloggy to read if it weren't given these moments of just really nice levity and humor and kind of, like, silly facetiousness amidst all of the, like, really heavy themes, um... And the characters are really cool, um, and bizarre. I was right. You're right. Woo, Guillaume. Let me
1: put it closer to the microphone. Guillaume.
0: I was right. I knew it. I knew it.
1: That was me. That was my voice. You were hearing. Sure, it was.
0: I do apologize that I kept thinking it was. I took. I took like twelve years of French. Yeah. So I just assume everything is French.
1: That's a totally reasonable and super American if thing I to could, do.
0: If I could say it in a French accent, I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah that's French. And I'm like, yeah. that's not at all. In a French
1: accent. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it does not make any sense. Yeah. But um, this definitely is a, like I said, it has some heavier tones. I don't know that I would recommend this to a younger crowd. Um,
1: I mean, I definitely wouldn't. It's, there's nudity all over the place.
0: Right. But there's <laughs> But there's not inherently like. It's not like overly sexualized. Yeah, nudity. it's not gratuitous it's nudity. Like,
1: it's just the main character is nude for literally ninety five percent of the book.
0: Yeah, but you know, I guess what's nice about it is that it's just it just seems very anatomical. It doesn't seem like yeah,
1: no, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not
0: like oh, this is a pervy book. It's more like oh, she can't interact with things of the physical realm anymore. So of course she can't wear close.
1: Well, and she was found in her bathtub. This is also um. True. Yes. Like T said, there's darker tones um, and I think the darker tones really apply a certain level of kind of like bittersweetness to everything that's happening. You know, yeah, we follow a protagonist who doesn't truly know what's happening to her. And we kind of have hints into it and, you know, can make our own inferences. But really, we don't know what the whole point of the journey that she goes on. And it's whimsical and silly and, you know, at times kind of crass. Yeah. Um in its own way. And her her guide through this new experience is zany and all again kind of crass. Um and like I said, there's just this overall kind of sweetness and darkness that just kind of hangs over everything that's happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's this Willy Wonka-esque experience where there's some sort of Thing that you just can't fully grasp Hanging in the balance um, And you know There's going to be a shoe that drops At some point in time And you just really don't know when Or
0: how and, Or in the scenario yeah, It's going to drop in I'm glad like, I
1: connected it to Wonka stuff Because it does have kind of a That kind of vibe It very you know much I mean? does like, Where it's
0: like Playful and bright and bizarre but there's this weird darkness underneath yeah. that you it almost, don't totally know how to recognize.
1: Yeah, it almost feels like all the like very magical imagery is just distracting you from the reality of it all. You yeah. Know? Absolutely. Um but super cool book. And like I said, it does, you know, seem like it's going to hit on hit pretty heavily on these sort of I guess chains that we put onto ourselves, how we judge ourselves, how we put ourselves into toxic situations and toxic relationships, and kind of what that does to us overall. Um, And just the nature of friendship and our connectivity to the world around us in general, Um, and what that, what kind of toll that can take over time. So,
0: yeah. It was really good though. Definitely pick this one up.
1: Yeah, this one is not one to miss. I think this is going to be a it's a mini series. I think I think they've officially announced that it's going to be just like f- five issues. I want to say, um, but that's I, good. I like that. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't, don't, that it would need more than that. don't necessarily need my comics to last until the end of time because that gets complicated. Um, <laughs> next one we want to talk about is Proctor Valley Road. Um, this is a new book from Boo. From Boom. That is, um, (laughs) I'm like super second guessing everything. You turned
0: (laughs) Boom! Exclamation point into Boom! There was a
1: a typo on the teleprompter. Um, (laughs) (laughs) this one's actually by Grant Morrison, which is awesome. Um, it's true. They haven't done anything in a while, but that's cool. It's true. I'm happy. Uh, really cool book. It, uh, is a, I guess you could call it a period piece now. Does the 70s qualify for period piece? I mean, it's 50 point? years ago, yeah. Ugh. Um, <laughs> uh, this <laughs> takes place in the 70s, uh, features a you know, scrappy group of teenage girls as they try to figure out ways to get to the Janis Joplin concert. Yes, um, this book is that. And so much more. It's a really good. Really good read. And Grant Morrison just does such a good job uh, making these characters feel like living, breathing teenage girls and teenage boys in a small town of some kind out west, I think. I think they're probably out west. It's got a lot of like desert type stuff. Yeah. Just living their 1970s lives, getting in trouble and, you know five finger discounting shades from a convenience store and stuff like that. And it's just, it's pleasant and energetic and then takes a weird supernatural twist that I'm excited to see how that goes.
0: What I love about Grant Morrison as an author is that they are the most apt of almost any author I've read at making it feel like a movie rather than reading a book. Um, because you go from panel to panel and it's not, you know, this is what happens and then this immediately follows and then this immediately follows where you've got all the, like, secondary chatter that doesn't necessarily add to the the story. And instead, it's like, you go from this scene and then you go to another scene, panel to panel, entirely different scene, usually in the same setting, what was being talked about in the first panel is no longer being talked about in the second panel. It's entirely different conversation. Mm-hmm. And that happens consistently. And it's that they remove the the chatter and the unnecessary commentary so that you get right from point to point to point. And it feels very much like a movie, like you're watching the scenes progress in a movie, because in a movie, you don't necessarily follow an entire conversation. You jump from conversation to conversation. You jump from bits and pieces of a scene. And so, for instance, it, it stuck out to me significantly in this, they're out of fairgrounds. And there's something happening and then they jump from scene to scene and they're still in the fairgrounds, but now there's other people involved and now there's everybody talk, having a conversation and we kind of jump into their conversation in media res. We don't see the conversation start. We don't see everyone immediately congregate. It just kind of flows rapidly the way that a scene at a fairgrounds would in a movie. And I just think that's really, really cool. That's yeah. not done very much because it's very hard to do to not make it feel disjunct and, like you missed something um and and sometimes admittedly when i've read some other work from grant morrison there have been instances when i'm like wait did i miss something did i skip a page
1: <laughs> yeah what did
0: i wait wait how do we get here but once you look at it you're like oh no i know exactly how we got here we just skipped all the fluff yeah and i i think that's really really
1: cool. yeah and it gives it gives this book such a You know, I mentioned this book's energy. It gives it such an energetic vibe. Yes. Like it it just really makes it feel like you're following along these teenagers in a time, you know, before video games and before streaming services, when you were at the whim of whatever was on TV. So if there wasn't something on TV you wanted to watch, you had to go find other things to entertain yourself. You know what I mean? Like this older time period, teenagers, tons of energy, tons of, you know, Changes and growing and coming of age and all this stuff, and they have to do that somewhere. They have to focus that energy somewhere, and so it is. It does just bounce. There's like a two-page moment where they're like chilling in a dump talking, and then immediately they're at this fair. You know what I mean? They're yeah. just bebopping around their town into these different situations, hanging out with different people, like meeting up with different people, and just going boop 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 here here here, and it just it makes this book so high energy and i love it um and what i love about like it's it's crazy to me that grant morrison is able to do such a variety of work this is such a grounded piece yeah this is focused on these characters and it's very easy to comprehend it very easy to understand not saying that it's not well written or like complex in its writing because the writing dialogue that feels that natural is masterful in and of itself but Um, it's just, you, you know, it's like watching Stranger Things. It's like kids in the 70s, I know Stranger Things, the 80s, but, you know, it's kids in the 70s just living their lives. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like watching The Goonies or watching Stand By Me. It's just like kids living their lives. Yep. You get it. They interact. They talk about things kids talk about. Um, and they can write something like this, that is this grounded piece, but then they can also write things... That are cosmic and trippy and mind-bending. Big time. Like, I've read Nameless by Grant Morrison. You know, you're going through the Green Lantern run.
0: And it is heckin' trippy. And so it's just, (laughs) it's crazy
1: to me that they are this diverse, that they can jump around from these different sorts of things, and it just works every time they do it. Yeah. Like, every single time they're like, this is the subject matter. It just works. It doesn't feel like, oh, well, this isn't really their cup of tea. You know, they need to stick to the cosmic stuff or, oh, they're trying to be too fancy with this, you know, mind bending stuff. No, it works. How do you do that? (laughs) How do you go from like street level kids living their lives to whatever Nameless was (laughs) and back and forth like that? It's fascinating. It's amazing.
0: And I got to say, did we mention this is technically a horror book?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's what and that's the thing. It's like the the horror stuff doesn't have, it opens with a little bit of a hint of it and then the horror stuff doesn't happen till the very end. And normally I'd be like, well, F this, the pacing's off. I don't feel like I'm sold on the, the premise, you know, yeah. and I'd move on, but I'm so enthralled in the, I guess, main two girls kind of draw to get to this Janis Joplin concert that I'm, I'm here for that. Yeah. Like, if the horror Same. stuff happens on the side, fine. But I want them to get to the Janice Joplin concert. <laughs> I
0: know. They're very charismatic. They're very charming. And they definitely draw you in. Yeah. yeah. It's so. really cool. This is a really cool book. Definitely pick this one up. Yeah. yeah. This
1: one's definitely worth it.
0: Some cool stuff this week. Anyway, I think that's going to be it for
1: us. Yeah. That'll wrap it up.
0: Um, If you want more, Cover B, you can find our other episodes. Can you believe this is number 99? <laughs> <laughs> browsers i know so many so many episodes and if you want more recommendations go back through our plethora of episodes you can also find our special episodes like graphic novelties where we talk about graphic novels <laughs> wordplay um, or real extras all sorts of things on our website coverbypodcast.com you can also follow us on social media at coverbypodcast on facebook and twitter and we've got merch we've got everything you can need
1: yes so sure. anyway mainly we w- us
0: it's true we're so cute (laughs) anyway we will see you guys on the next episode
1: of cover Cover
0: b bye everybody